Welcome to Mad Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Mr. Paul Mattingly. And sitting across from me is Mr. Matt Donnelly. Um, welcome to Ice Cream Social. That was a good song, Jacob. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that song. That was tequila. It was tequila, right? Yeah. It always yeah. makes me think of Pee Wee Herman. Yes. That's why I think I liked it. Because tequila makes no sense thematically for the Ice Cream Social. Or Unless we had tequila-flavored ice cream. Right. Or and then in the uh, I don't know how you as, do that. And as we are a, a spinoff of sorts of Penn Sunday School, that there's there's no drinkers over there. There's I don't nothing. I don't drink. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> it is tequila is the I believe the funniest choice for karaoke. <laughs> yes, it's a very that's a strong choice for karaoke because yeah. got four lines. It's got four lines because. A really funny one is break. is wipeout, but that's just the beginning. <laughs> you right? just get the beginning, yeah, and the rest just, of it's all and just, and then just faking air guitar. Yeah, yeah. But that gets old. The good thing about tequila is that even though everyone gets it, you still have something coming up. Well, like you I still wanna, got something to do. I want to talk about Pee Wee Herman in a minute, but we'll talk about it right now. I got nothing else going on. Why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about Pee Wee Herman. All right, let's talk about Pee Wee Herman first. No, no, it's our guest today, <laughs> Dick Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like being segued from Pee Wee Herman, so this is even better. <laughs> Our next guest also has a bicycle. I don't. I wish. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have a bicycle. Oh, man. Our next guest should really use a bicycle. I suggest looking in the Alamo. Uh, the basement. Uh, yeah, the basement of the Alamo. Uh, speaking of basement, we are at backstage at the Art Square Theater. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the lovely Art Square Theater here in Las Vegas at the new. We're in the hipper downtown area, the Art Square, part of a different revitalization type of thing that's happening down here. Right. Um, this is not the Tony Shea revitalization downtown. This is no. like that crazy artist who uh, who he's just this this little area is like all him. Yeah, this is a piece of that First Friday back when First Friday was First yeah. Friday. Yep. That name of that artist? I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> Welcome to Las Vegas. We suck. <laughs> Stuff's happening. Find out some other time. Uh, anyway, so we have Eric Diddleman with us. Hooray! Hello. The Diddleman. Hello, yeah. Here, here in our, I was going to say studio, but that's a lie. It's not our studio, but it's 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 like a studio. Here in our casting couch. You're sitting on a casting couch with Paul. So just no way to the danger zone. You got an hour friend. to make a move, my friend. You got an hour to make a move. You notice how we're sitting on like far ends. As of far the away as we possibly can. Saying, in this cool. town, Paul Manley owns the keys of the kingdom. You know what I mean? Anything you want to do. You want to show in Vegas, right? You did. A, you want America's Got Talent? You want to show in Vegas? It's surprisingly how much an unenthused handy will get you. On Paul wow. Mattingly. Yep. That'll yep. get you. Well, the lazier the handy, the more enthused I get. <laughs> Th- that's why you brought me out here in the middle of nowhere to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, right. No one will hear you scream or cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That's funny. It does, it does feel like kind of off off the strip, but we're yeah. not that far away no. from the mega sites. Not only that, like not that, Eric, but where you are is much nicer than it was two years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. If yeah. It feels you like- would have truly thought we were going to perpetuate a crime on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we turned it from an actual threat into the joke of a threat. Mm-hmm. That's how much we've improved this area of town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm homeless, but I ain't got knives. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, are you a Pee Wee Herman fan? Did you like Pee Wee Herman? Uh, You're watched, younger than us, so yeah. I, I watched like... some of the the films, but I don't remember them. Too Do you have much. older brothers or older sisters? I have an older brother who's really yeah. into movies and everything like that. So, so, so he, he was sit into me it. down. Yeah, yeah. Make right. me watch. So you him. watched him, but I do remember the whole Paul Rubin scandal. I oh back man, right. but that, so that's sad. All. Shot her around the world. But and then the other thing. <laughs> I, wow. <laughs> 
but wasn't he in a Batman movie too? Wasn't he like um, yes. Paul Rubens or the guy who got he it? was <laughs> he was the Penguin's father? Yeah, that's right. He that's was right. old Paul man Rubens. old man Cobblepot. It's mm-hmm. a shame because like I remember I remember a ton of Pee Wee Herman jokes. We were making fun of it a lot, and what he's arrested for was so dumb. At this point, like if that happened today, nobody would bat an eye. It did. It happen did. Today. Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Well, Fred Willard, yeah. but nobody batted an eye really. Exactly. I mean, no, they, 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 they were a little thing. bit of like, what? Come on, Fred Willard. I mean, but then he, that's it. He was on a TV show that got canceled. Right. Right. He was hosting that. They finally tried to do something different than Whose Lies It Anyway. Oh yeah. And Fred Willard was the host. Uh, it was like based on like this is your life kind of thing, but then they did short form games based on they did like scenes uh, the and the real stuff. lives like, of celebrities. Was, so did that new... that show got canceled because of the scandal? It, the ratings, that was part the, of it. The ratings weren't amazing. They were running against they were running against either the not the Olympics. They're running against a huge uh, sporting event or something major that like a major television show, and so it was a tough tough go of it. And then. Uh, the Fred Willard thing happened, and that was it. That was like the was, final straw. Nail. Was okay. that that improv show where they like made these elaborate sets and just like threw people in and like you're in this situation and you're, no no was no that, that was, was uh, that was thank God, thank you're, God here. you're here oh right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's right that's right uh, that was a different I think that was Groundlings who put that together that sounds right I think mm-hmm. I think Groundlings put that together it is interesting because like we just bring up two TV shows like like uh, the cast of Whose Line was on CW and they're bringing mm-hmm. Whose Line on CW they were they were on Arsenio. And uh, Arsenio gave him like eleven segments, like just to get going. Uh, and those guys all like, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm going to tread lightly here because I love these guys and I right. worked for one of them, and that and that was a thrill of a lifetime. I did Wayne Brady show at the Venetian, and it was fucking amazing. And uh, he gave me. They're a shot. all inspirational to all he of us. He gave me a shot for no reason, and so uh, I thank him for that forever. I never made more money doing improv and never did improv in front of more people. Right. Very awesome. So Wayne Brady's still doing it. Colin Mockery's still doing it. Ryan Stiles still doing it. And then we just brought up two shows that failed. And it's like, are there really only three guys we'll watch do improv on television? Well, Greg Proops is coming back. He is coming back. For this season, which is great. That is great. I listen to his podcast religiously. Greg I love Proops his podcast. is great. He's, He's very funny. Great podcast. Very funny. His podcast is amazing. Uh, but these guys all did it like literally 30 years ago. Well, but you've got, um, what's her name in the mix now? Oh, boy. Now my brain on, is On whose line? Yes. Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler, thank she's you. She's an improv. She's the host. She's, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she just I played. thought she... She replaced Drew no. Carey. I thought she played. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. I haven't seen it yet, so there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have cable. Uh, I should watch it on Hulu. CW is not cable. I don't have a good <laughs> antenna. <laughs> he still misses UPN. That's yeah, <laughs> I do. Homeboys from Outer Space died before it's time, guys. Bring me back Stargate, and I'll watch Who's Line. <laughs> There's your deal. There's your offer. Um, but it seems like only the short form f- format works for the TV, because they ha- really haven't had a whole... Well, it depends, because then when you form. loosen up the mm-hmm. definition, right? So, like, Larry David right. was improv, but in like in a way that fit within plot, and so we don't think about it. Right. And that's, and that's mm-hmm. the whole idea. Like, when you do long form, that's mission accomplished. Like, if you actually don't care how the material is generated, it just happens to be generated on the spot... That's really great, mm-hmm. and so we like that. And so there's a lot of room for that, and definitely in television and movies uh, now more than ever. And especially that single cam mock doc style. Yep, seems to fit that well. Although now those shows are largely written. Even Amy Poehler says Parks and Rec. Some parts Mostly seem like they're improvised, out. and even those little buttons are, are scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, Comes from an improviser's mind, though. You can tell that absolutely. Oh, and, and there's no. I mean, you know, I've trained. In, we've trained in short form. We trained in long form. And hands down, if you want, if you want to work in comedy. 
Like there's just no comparison. Like long form makes you a better actor. Yeah. And the, and all the people, all the big stars coming up, uh, all the people getting their sitcoms and, 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 and their movies made, there's a lot of improv background in that. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, to me, like that's, that's war one, you know, and, and short right. form is about being an entertainer. Right. It's about like, look how fast and funny and clever. I can mm-hmm. You're being very presentational, yeah. being very quick, being very big. So it makes sense mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, everybody watch us improvise that you got to do short form. That makes sense to me. Right. Um, so real quick, back on the Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, he had apparently like three new projects lined up, like last year. Really? I just haven't heard any motion on him. Like he's got four new movies written or something like that. Yeah, and he's really pushing forward, with, which I'm very excited about. Right. I'm done with the Dunstan checks in stuff. Man needs to put the suit back on, get to town. You know. I mean, you know, he he brought his Pee Wee's Playhouse back to off Broadway for a little while. That right. Had, that I, had caught, a good I caught that. That was interesting. That was I got run. to see that on HBO. And everyone knows, because like, we all grew up with Pee Wee's Playhouse, and then we were old enough to look back on what the show originally was, which was, was a fake kids show done at a cool comedy theater. It was a ground right. show. Which had an extreme adult bent to it, and right. a total right. wink and a nod, and very dirty. It was dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so, but it was it was funny, and Paul Rubens was great, mm-hmm. and Paul Rubens is brilliant. Phil Hartman and Paul Captain Rubens, Carl, and Paul Rubens isn't isn't even deserving of a butt or an asterisk for masturbating. Not at all. No, he's deserving of mad accolades for being an incredible genius performer and a great actor too. I don't, did you guys see his his uh, piece in Blow that Johnny oh, Depp movie? He was good. In Blow. Really yeah, great. Yeah, 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 really yeah, great. Yeah, right, yeah. and not like not like slapstick, goofy at all. Just like yeah. good. No, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. Eric. Yes. You're good. Oh, f- thank, How's that transition thank for you? you? <laughs> just in awesome, general? Or... <laughs> so you're in t- you were in town helping out. You were just doing a gig here in town. Yeah. Now, you referenced being on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about America's Got Talent. I started sure, watching sure two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, because of Stern? Or... Exactly. I'm a huge Howard Stern yeah. listener. Did not watch a show when Piers Morgan or David Hasselhoff was on. Right. Howard Stern came on. So you still are you? You're a, you're a serious guy then. I'm a serious. Yeah, I, I pay for serious radio. Just I drive to L. A. a lot, mostly here. for Stern. And so it's all just listening to his channel. I listen for Stern and of course E Street Radio. Because I got really oh hilarious. <laughs> well, Sorry, I got really into Stern way back, and and I but but after yeah. he left the radio, I just didn't. I mean, it's a, I, I I shouldn't tell you that you can just YouTube most of his shows, <laughs> but yeah, but you can. But he is great. I mean, he's still amazing. I'm still very, uh, very. I would say that I would say eighty percent of the time my radio is on, it is tuned into Howard Stern. Cool. Did you get to be on his show as well? No, there was some talks and stuff like that, but it just didn't work out. Oh and, man, uh, it's weird because at first you went to satellite radio, right, and then that was like. A minority move like he got he was talking to millions of people every morning and all of a sudden he was gone right but now between the way radio's taking nosedives left and right and between cable podcasting and, and podcasting breaking all this stuff found up, the niche again and serious uh being smart as a business now he's back to being like that is like one of the most number one things you can do in all media right. is talk to that guy mm-hmm. you talk to howard stern you reach an audience that's 10 times jimmy fallon that's ten times any other talk show, like I mean, and it's an audience that's that's very attentive. They've sought that out. Yeah, like him talking is reaches as many people as like American Idol mm-hmm. or whatever the most popular. Interesting. Well, that's why his was, own show. That's why I was lucky on America's Got Talent that he was a fan of mine. Yes, because I think that alone helped me get as far as I did. That's to say. So 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 yeah, let's get it because Howard yeah. Stern liked you. Yeah. 
I mean, he really pulled for you. He was very complimentary towards you throughout the entire run that you had. Right. You started off. I mean, how many people? How many people try to get on America's Got Talent? Uh, a lot. Yeah, There's, a ton. So they do like the big cattle calls and everything like yeah. that, and that never interests me. And like they they do some stuff at smaller cities just to get uh, talent and and everything like that. So I actually auditioned in Boston. Uh, and then they and in Boston, you were. Did you consider yourself a magician, a comedian, a mentalist? What, uh, what was going on? I, I, I call myself a mind reader, right? So I've actually watched the show since season one, just because I like variety shows and everything. Sure, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But I was like, there's no way to do a mind reading bit on the show because in my normal stage show, my shortest routine is like five minutes, right? <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So like, do it. it doesn't yeah. really like fit 90 in seconds, ninety right? seconds. Oh, yeah, geez. exactly. Exactly. So I was just like, oh, this is not going to happen, whatever. And then um, I was I had a day job at the time and made the plunge to becoming a full time entertainer and was struggling for a couple of years. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll try it. We'll see what happens. Right. And uh, so, so I, you're not you didn't. Mm-hmm. Did you submit ahead of time or you showed up? And no, I, sh- I showed up uh, in front of the producers. And uh, so there's uh, I, I don't know if this is a peek behind the curtain, but there's a producer round before the, the judges see you. But that's right. I, I, I think, think that's everyone known. knows that right, for all there's the reality a shows. A little bit of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I'm glad yeah. you said it. We want to know right. all the bits and pieces. Right. Um, we want to know. We want you to lift the curtain. Up. So, I yeah, I literally just went in there. Expecting nothing to ever come from it. I was do- I did my uh, blindfold routine, which is the longest part of my show, like longest uh, routine that I've been doing in my show. So I was pretty confident with that, and like managed to squeeze that somehow down to like ninety seconds wow. by stripping all the jokes and everything out of there. And as a performer, yeah. like was that refreshing? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I oh. felt rushed. <laughs> just felt doing rushed, it. but not yeah. to them. And no, no, it was just kind of like this is what I'm gonna do. And uh, I kind of had this attitude of like, well, they're gonna like it or they're not, but I'm not gonna put too much pressure on this. It, um, and even in the, that producer element, is there like a roulette factor? Like, did you get in front of the right guy or gal? I don't know. They filmed it. I think they sent it off to other producers to look. But I, I literally left that audition and just was like, well, I'm never gonna hear from them again. And then when they called and like, oh, you're going to appear in front of the judges in Austin, Texas. Um, we're going to fly you, uh, get you there this weekend, you know, this weekend. You know, uh, can you do it? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Wow. And then I was just happy to get that far. And so that's when you knew that you were going to uh, at least have a chance to get on television. Right. And that's the, the only reason why I really did the show is like I just want that TV credit to help boost the career a little mm-hmm. bit. Put it right in the front of the reel. Right, exactly. <laughs> even if that, even if I you know look like an idiot or something messes up, I could edit it somehow and yeah. use that in my reel. And even if it's like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and so how much were you working, or what kind of shows were you doing before this TV appearance? Uh, I was. Uh, it was a lot of me calling just random, you know. People are like, oh, you have a company party coming up. Do you want a mind reader that does comedy or, or a lot of open mics? I, <laughs> I remember doing my blindfold for the uh, routine for the first time and I was in an open mic in, uh, in, in Boston area. Yeah. And uh, open mics, you only get, again, five minutes. And this is the first <laughs> time one piece. I'm doing this routine that's normally 12 minutes in my show. Um, and I'm duct taped shut with my eyes closed. <laughs> you and, can't see the light. And they're, yeah, flashing me the light. <laughs> The guy comes up to me, taps me on the shoulders, like, you're at seven minutes. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, ripping the tape off my face. And like, felt so embarrassed, never went back there again. <laughs> Did you at least pull it off? Did the piece go well? Uh, I mean, I, 
I cut it short, but, uh, but it worked. That worked. Okay, yeah. there you go. There you go. It is. It is interesting. <laughs> pe- uh, a variety acts using open mics. I feel like mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen as much no. anymore. There, that that was the thing. Is like I was like I need a place to be bad because you know when you're. You're coming up through the system. It's all about stage time and everything like that and just getting out there. As <laughs> Open mics are a good, safe place to be bad. That's for e- sure. Exactly. And um, I, I just got <laughs> to the point where – you know, it was kind of weird that they were having a variety act doing these open mics and everything. So I actually, uh, in the Worcester area back home in Massachusetts, I created my own show uh, with uh, some other magicians from the area just to get stage time. And we did uh, like a run of several months just to... What was the show called? (laughs) It was called Disillusioned. (laughs) Nailed it. I know, right? Nailed it. Uh, not totally original for that kind of stuff, but uh, we had a lot of fun performing, and it was just like in a CD bar, and um, and we just uh, performed every month and got on stage, whether we had stuff prepared or not. That's great. Yeah. That <laughs> is great because I'm like I, you know, I uh, came up doing comedy in New York, mm-hmm. and I remember moving here and thinking like, were there magicians in New York? Like I don't feel like there was a magic scene, and then all of a sudden you find out there was. Yeah. You just never heard about it. Right. right. It's all the, everything gets little... really clicky, and it's just hard to get into that, break into it. But yeah. you got to build your own kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you get the call to go to Austin, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go out in front of judges. How long is that day? Um, we were there for uh, like Friday through Sunday, right? And that, are you? Do you know when you're on? Or are you showing up every day? Uh, you show up every day. They they they're. You know, interviewing you to get your backstory and all that, the, like the reality stuff that they show in between the acts. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that still sounds like a lot of waiting around. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, all of TV is really hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, and we oh. wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. It's just, it's just a lot of like <laughs> I've heard. We're, in we're stories. gonna, yeah. fo- we're gonna focus on this one moment that's a super high pressure situation, and other than that, you're just waiting for that. Wow. Yeah. And so through these three days, are you optimistic or are you just trying to like... I was just kind of going for the, with the flow of it. Again, I was just like, I hope I get some TV time and that's it, you know. I kind of chose the blindfold act um, because I watched the show. I was thinking what works from a TV audience perspective. So I was like, I'm going to use all three judges. I'm going to bring Nick Cannon out to help blindfold my face. There's a good chance because of that... And you came up with all that on your own. Yeah. Great. There's like a good chance that they'll show this on TV because right. of that factor. You're incorporating and it's, that. That's something mm-hmm. weird. You're duct taping your face and people are like, what the hell is he that's doing? That's smart thinking. That's, that's smart visual. thinking. But if everyone mm-hmm. listens to this podcast for some hot tips, then that'll get old fast. There Nick Cannon's going to be there assisting go. everybody. Nick Cannon's going to be like, I'm not available. Right. Right. I'm not available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's Mariah. Go. Use her. <laughs> Do Mariah Carey if you come by America's uh, Got Talent? They keep the judges and the you know, Nick. You Ken never and see the host. them. Yeah, totally separate. Yeah, the contestants are in their like own little like holding area. And... You can pretend yeah. to be a star for now. Uh, Let's yeah, leave yeah, the real stars yeah. alone. <laughs> um, uh, literally, all the interaction, well, most of it with the judges was what you saw on TV. Just us. yeah, because uh, they don't want to be biased or anything like that. And yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Makes sense for the show. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get eliminated, I was like, I am talking to Stern and Howie. We're all doing the press line together. It's like, I'm not leaving until I get a photo. Right. Them. Oh, definitely. Definitely <laughs> that's the not. the very least I'm going to get from this TV show. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. um, what you go, you're in Austin. Yep. You, you go on stage. Mm-hmm. You do the blindfold bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you incorporate all the judges. Yes. It feels great. 
Yeah, just the the audience went crazy as soon as I ripped uh, off the blindfold at the end of my act, and you know the judges were impressed, gave me good comments, put me through. And so, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, happy. what day were you on in that role? Uh, in that lineup? I believe that I was in Saturday morning. So, so you were on Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. How long before they tell you you're going to hit the stage? Do you hit the stage? Um, hmm, I'm trying to remember now. Good question. I I remember we saw the stage right just uh, like in the morning before yeah. the actual show started. Um, but other than that, they're just like, all right, that's all you get as rehearsal time, quote unquote rehearsal time. <laughs> you smelled it? Good. <laughs> Good. Rehearsal, done. And then they start the show and they Check. have a show order and you're just waiting for the producers to bring you backstage and you're just, I mean, they're going out of order. Wow. There's, it's like, all kinds of things it's swapped. a lot of cogs moving in the, in the machine and you're just like, I'm just here to do my one piece. And literally they're like, all right, talk to Nick. He's going to interview you. And then he literally pushes you out on stage. It's a show. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> they're hoping the momentum carries you because it's longer than you think mm-hmm. to get to the middle, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That is amazing. I would either uh, have sweat through like four shirts <laughs> by that time or I would have found a reason to get angry and bratty and feel like I was set up and this wasn't supposed to be successful and How I would funny. have tanked it on purpose. You've got exactly the right attitude about it. Just to, <laughs> just to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Just to whatever comes. Uh-huh. I think that's, that's great. The fact that you came at it with the right agenda. Right, yeah. And you've been doing this bit for how long? Uh, I, on and off. Well, I was performing, quote unquote, professionally before that for two, three years. Two, three years. Um, but I had been involved in mind reading and magic ever but since I, I was little. But the, the the show really came together when I was in college still. And, in terms yeah. of your, your bits, all the things that it could have gone wrong had gone wrong. You've, you've, you've handled yeah. every situation. Uh, I don't know. There's always situations that will come <laughs> up uh, that you, <laughs> you're not prepared for. But then you're like, oh, I'm gl- kind of glad that happened. Uh, so <laughs> Prepared for the future. So after that appearance, now you think uh-huh. I'm probably not going to be. Do you think you're going to you're going to get on the show? Well, they they put you through the all the judges at that point. Oh right, tell so you, you know. you go through to Vegas. Oh right, right. I'm um, yeah yeah. But there's still sometimes like with uh, you know some people who you know won't necessarily get to that phase and for whatever reason whether they don't want to sign the contract or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was pretty happy with that, and I was just like, "Well, let's hope you know Vegas is just as successful." You're like, "Now I get to be on TV twice." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the big hook, uh, the big weird hook at that phase is that in Vegas, there's no audience. Yeah, that which is the we weird part. in Las Vegas think is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> like we live here, we watch all the preliminary rounds, we see they're going to put together all these amazing acts. They're all going to come uh-huh. to this casino that we all know where it is, and we are not allowed to watch it. <laughs> We cannot go see this. Right. Is it because we're all blabbers? Is that what it is? No, I think no. that it's got to be part of it. No, right? I think it's just to build the intensity because they're like, we're gonna weed out the other acts now that are, we're gonna really get the good acts over the it, top for you. It years. also feels like an old wrestling gag. If yeah. you remember way back uh, several years ago, um, Mick Foley and uh, The Rock had a match <laughs> oh, right. in an empty arena. That was the big, the big, the big thing of it. <laughs> Completely empty arena. Just the two of them beating the hell out of each other in front of no one. How is that entertaining, <laughs> dude? It, that don't even. I don't. It, that's what I'm saying. It's, it sounds exactly because like that. What a weird gag. Everything we're gonna have, could be a weapon. We're yeah. gonna, that's right. That's why it was entertaining because everything could be a weapon. They could, and they took it. I think they did. They took it out into the the steps it, of the you yeah, know into, into the, the seats. seats yeah. Right. Yeah. So nobody's there to get hurt tonight on Fox. We're gonna have Prince sing in an alley. Right. 
And our mics will overhear it from a garbage can. Nobody expects this. <laughs> Two bums get the show of a lifetime. Have you ever wondered what it was like to hear these people sing in the shower? Tonight. You know, you joke. You've got a show. Celeb sing in the shower? Done. For multiple reasons, though. Now we're getting yes. the celeb nudity. Celeb, celeb skin right there. Yeah. That's a this is off on a little tangent, but do you know about that uh, new show that's coming to Fox that's based off the UK thing about the couple that has like sex in a box? In front of an audience? Did you not hear about the show? No. no. Sex in a box. So it's like this panel of sex experts, right? And I don't know why I'm, I know this, but it just was fascinating that they bring a couple out and they're like, all right, go and, uh, whoa, yeah, there you go. Get the mood right. Uh, and they go in this box that's <laughs> private and they can do whatever they want in there. And then they come out afterwards and they get immediately interviewed by these sex experts to see what happened and how it was for them. And it's all about like couples training and it's based off a UK oh, show. Are they married? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they're actual couples. Okay. They're just, not they're like just random together. people they're going right. to throw together. <laughs> like that, what is it? The kissing commercial? <laughs> right, right, right. The, the, the bullshit sure you kissing can find com- it uh, if you search online or anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we know enough about it. Yeah. No, and no, I get look more. I get yeah. more. <laughs> did you see? That's funny. That's really interesting. Did you see? You saw the the parody that that uh, comedy troupe did about the uh, the kissing thing. You've seen. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the hand job, the, the hand job thing, yeah. the viral video. How yeah. funny oh, to do that. Funny. Do the show. Well, there's a what is it? I think it's a Japanese game show where they they talk about like guys who uh, say they won't uh, finish from a gay blowjob, and they put <laughs> they, they put, put their dick the in a box and a gay guy in a box. And the guy stands there and gets head, and he tries to resist uh, that being pleasurable. Is that right? That's a real thing. That's a real thing? That's a real thing. And On broadcast TV. Right. I'm if, so glad I chose that, the reality show I did. If, if that <laughs> if that was on... If that was on CW, you would have tinfoil sticking out of the top of your TV so fast. Oh, buddy. You kidding me? I'd coat my house in tinfoil. Not that I shouldn't do that already, NSA. <laughs> Um, I don't know how we got out of that, but uh, that was what reminded me. No, that's like, we got out of it because you brought intimate, it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like that intimate, like well, private, like no one's watching. But you know, and thing, that's but, and that's really yeah. intriguing. Now, see, now, see, you could incorporate that into your performance oh, because you stick people in a box, and then you mentally have to figure out what acts went down. <laughs> Like, all right. I'm thinking of, there uh, were three minutes of cunnilingus, and then it switched over to. Right, you know, I just feel bad because, like, what if they go in and, like, a minute later, the couple comes out and they're like, "We had a whole hour planned," <laughs> you know? Sixty-nine doggy yeah, you, Greek yeah, yeah, reverse I'm so, cowboy. I'm no, sorry. No, switch the last. Two, switch the last. Two. <laughs> I was off by one. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. You guys want to have sex for an hour? We have to cut this down to ninety seconds. <laughs> what, can you, what can you get done in ninety seconds for me? Um, we're giving you X's or yeses <laughs> as you go. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, the th- smacks the ass the like, man, th- I hate spanking. The yeah. three X's is actually a whole different meaning on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always on. It's yeah. always three X's. You're always, you start with three X's. If you don't get three X's, you're in trouble. <laughs> uh. You're watching four play on Fox. <laughs> um, Dude, that would be wonderful to see. I don't even know if it's on Fox, but it just sounds like it would be on Fox, right? It's gotta be. Yeah, Sex gotta box? Be. Sex box. Rhymes with Fox. Yeah. <laughs> sex box on Fox. I like it. So brash, so bold, so stuck in a box having sex. Um, so you were stuck in a room with no crowd where every object in the room was a weapon you could use against... 
Did you take a Did you take a chair to Stern's head? Clang. Everything you could do. Well, God, he's broken in half. Well, the thing with that, the Vegas week, which was interesting, you're literally here for a week, and then yeah. kind of like just edit that week down to whatever you see on TV and everything. Right. Um, but I was prepared because I've been watching the show since day one, so I actually chose to do a smaller, more intimate routine because I knew it would get a strong reaction because the, the judges are actually supposed to be pretty stone-faced and not give you any hints whether you were good or bad. For comedians, I can't even imagine doing that I round. Hate oh, that, I God. hate that round so much yeah. for comedians. They don't get to laugh? I pull for no comedians. You're not allowed to laugh. You have to tell jokes. Uh, it is the most uncomfortable thing. And, it, it and just, they're in the empty room just like everybody else? Yep. And it's unfair. Wow. And, I, and, and Howard Stern's the, the, the judge that always brings up that. It's right. unfair to hold comedians to certain standards that other performers have. Sure. Or even variety performers where they, where they say, like, is that all you're going to do? Well, in variety, risking your life is all you need to do. Right. Like, the one way that you need to do it is the way you can do it every night of the week and make a living. Wow. You don't need to come up with – Yeah. You know, comedians have different jokes. Singers have to sing different songs, and then if you like throw bowls on your head, somehow you have to change that if you move on and appear in more than one episode. Oh my god! Meanwhile, it takes a lifetime to learn how to throw bowls on your head. Right. So it's really it's really tough. Right. So what bit did you do that was so? Smooth? I actually named um, Sharon Osbourne's first crush. Oh. So I actually went up to the table and had her think of a name, which she actually ended up making one up, which helped me out because I, there's so many people that are like, oh, he could have Googled it or like looked it up. But the fact that she made it up, you know, kind of legitimized that what it what was. You did. And it's weird, too, because. Um, so she was trying to fuck you, man. A little. I don't I don't know. She might have been. But she doesn't know. But how she was you also work, looking right? out for her own. Right. You know. I'm sure she didn't want to. Right, out so this guy anyone. wants to get on television doing his act. Mm-hmm. He asks her to make a truthful answer. She says, "Fuck it, I'm going to make something up." Well, that's a total trying to torpedo. Some she guy's makes act. up a little bit, but at the same time, she's looking out for you know if she brings up a real name. But that it, could get yeah, weird. Settle this for us. Was the, she a cunt? Did she fuck you? <laughs> no, she was very sweet. I mean, she was very impressed. And, I mean, <laughs> no, the effect... Just the, put it down. Just put it down. Settle this for us. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and I can go at this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in this studio is a weapon. <laughs> That's why you brought me in the middle of nowhere in Vegas. You because got it. this you is got going it. outside eventually. Uh-huh. This is your next reality <laughs> show. Survive this, gentlemen. <laughs> this trash can. It's a start. Uh-huh. Finish him. <laughs> But but it was really just about a getting a name, so it didn't really matter what right. what the name was. So I don't think she meant to really screw. Did me she over. write it down or anything? Is that uh, how? It yeah, goes? and then she holds it in her hand and okay. everything like that, and cool. I'm telling her how she thinks about it, and then like verify it with the camera and everything like that. But I specifically chose that because I knew there wasn't going to be a large audience watching. Um, I knew the audience at home was watching, but um, I went right up to the desk made it uh, really small, like really not like what they want in Vegas because I actually wanted that little bit of criticism too of like, oh, we can't see this particular bit in a Vegas show because it's so small. And Stern essentially did that for me. He says he's like, oh, he doesn't have a lot of showmanship because I I wanted that little bit of feedback because if I did happen to go through because I think it was a strong enough effect, which it was and it did work, um, that I actually wanted to um, raise the bar for my live show uh, for the routine that followed it. So this that there is was actually rock some solid gaming. So you knew yeah, this. There's yeah, some man. growth because I've watched the show too, and it's just the same thing. And people plateau, and you. Um, there's a reason you made it as far as you did. No, my this wife is no, and I. Not luck. This, this was, was a, this is the first season my wife and I watched the show. We were obsessed with it. We loved mm-hmm. it. We were and we were rooting for you. And like knowing that you knew this stuff that you'd watched all the seasons, you gamed it. And uh, I love that. I think that's fucking. <laughs> that's great. brilliant. Yeah. 
knowing that you're, you're like when you that's confidence when well, you know you're going to do enough to get in, but also leave some criticism back in order to grow. From incredibly the smart. Mm-hmm. I was about to compare it to something I'd done similarly in my life, but that's really dumb because it's very insignificant oh, compared to, to what now you I need did. To know. No, no, no. I used to. Uh, this is so dumb. So dumb. I've trapped myself, but it's what I'm going to say. You trapped yourself in a uh, box having yeah, sex? Having sex. But I would well, rate myself low. <laughs> you would. <laughs> two X's. I would say I was Just a terrible two X's lover. Yeah. I'm a terrible lay. Yeah, I'm a terrible And I'm alone in this box. Just lower yeah. that bar. And then, lower that bar. Then just and then the next barely time, pass it. That's the, name of, that's, the name of, that's the name of my biography is lower that bar. Lower that lower bar. Lower that bar. The Matt Donnelly story. Um, and... Uh, can I get another shot? <laughs> it's actually the, the triumphant story of a, of a limbo champion. Whole <laughs> 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 new meaning. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, Barbado uh, Slim. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I don't want to. So, so at commercial auditions when I in New York, I would do enough. to. You, you rarely would book if you were the favorite going into the callback. So mm. I would actually purposely, when I auditioned in New York for stuff, would be pretty good and pretty personable, but not like trying to really be fun and interact with. And then I would get the callback, and my callback mentality was would change. I would like do my best, and then also go with the mentality of like, uh, who do you want to spend the whole day with? Commercials take forever. It's no one's dream. No one's dream to write. No one's dream to direct. No one's dream to star in. So who we're all going to get paid. Who do you want to hang out with all day? And then I would come in. Be better prepared, be better than I was in the first audition, and as well as try to meet people with the mentality of like, let's hang out all day. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that's how, I, and I and I booked some commercials. That's that smart. Way. Yeah, yeah. The, the the one piece I booked for the what would you do? Yeah, I got because I made a bold choice to go with a ridiculous accent for the character. Nobody had done that all day. No, I would, and also I would never know in that show. I would never do that. Right. And and it was just a because it's like a news show. It's supposed to be. Well, it, you know, it's like it's this it's, wasn't the Nickelodeon uh, like game show with Mark Summers. No, no. <laughs> I wish double I dare. Wish. Double oh, dare. Man. Not, what what I, would you do? I host. I hosted a live version of Double Dare wow. in my in my theme park days. That's awesome. Yeah, it was called Mega Messamania. This Did they have oh, the nose you had to pull it, it, the flag out of and stuff. Like yeah, that. we had stuff like oh, that. Yeah, we had, we didn't have the nose. We had. But this we wasn't even the like sanctioned double dare thing. You no, it was Nickelodeon. Off. Oh, it was. It was fully shank- sanctioned. Oh, okay. It was just called Mega Messamania because Double Dare had passed its prime at that point. Okay. This was 97. I'm sorry, 96. Summer of 96. So, yeah. We, Where are you with this? In Ohio, Kings Island. Kings Island, Ohio. So it's a live theater show. Tons of kids get up. Mm-hmm. We put them in suits. We gack them, you know, spill junk on their heads. Uh, they, there was a, a, a diving through Cheerios thing to get the flag bit there was a couple other things like that and the big finale this giant uh slime uh geyser in the back of the of the theater explodes on this, all, this is indoor? an outdoor theater oh, okay outdoor <laughs> theater but covered wow. but then this giant geyser explodes and and coats us all as we're huddling under an umbrella to try and stay from being uh covered in slime and it's getting like the first three rows in this green water it's pretty wild it was i love that crazy. i would love to do that as a kid i would it was crazy. I have the video. We'll I was going to say, watch cream my jeans wow. to be there, which is, as a kid, I should you not. You gross, gross me out that. now. You, no. you Paul Rubens sli- would masturbate. Slimed your jeans. I'd slime <laughs> my jeans. Slime my jeans. Oh. 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 I don't even know what that means. That's oh, gross. Well, bad. see, there, you would have slimed your jeans because you just said, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. You're Full right. circle. That was, <laughs> You're right. That's how it works. All right. But, so. but yeah, so it's it's like making a unique choice 
uh, or coming in with a, a, a certain attitude, and yeah. you really nailed it. That sounds like that's great, man. So now you, you get in, mm-hmm. you're going on the next round, you're going back on TV in front of the big crowds, it's the live shows, the yeah. live shows, mm-hmm. and that's crazy. Yeah, because uh, and then you got to up your production value. You knew that, you planned that, right? So then, because. I've talked to other contestants, and I don't know what's mm-hmm. cool or not sure, cool to sure, talk sure. about, but the producers definitely, like, y- you can work all your life and not have a huge budget, right? And and NBC can spend a shitload of money on stuff uh, that can that can get thrown away after one use. Right. Mm-hmm. They, and so it's no mm-hmm. secret that the all of a sudden these live shows come around, and people who, you know... Uh, you know, were coffee house musicians or whatever, suddenly have access to sets of singers and musicians and stuff that right. they've never had access before. So you're, you know, you have a magic mind reading act. Mm-hmm. You, you are now in the live shows. You now have access to riches that you never had before. Not quite. Okay. <laughs> um, in my experience of the show, um, I actually was pretty much in charge of putting together this deal or no deal routine for Howie Mandel that I did next. Um, and I remember this routine. This moment where all of a sudden Howard's like, I asked for production, right? And I got it. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah. I do remember that mm-hmm. moment very specifically. So you came up with a whole deal or no deal on your own? I did. Yeah, in Vegas, I was already thinking about what was I going to do if I moved on. And I had this idea, and I didn't know how to do it yet. So <laughs> I kind of had to that's how, figure that's how, that that's out. How, that's, yeah. how, that's how all the good magic yeah. tricks work. Like, mm-hmm. that's how writing mm-hmm. magic is all about thinking about what you want to do. Right. If I had to do it later, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. So, Working backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you came up with Deal or No Deal. They just they just provided the set piece for you. Not e- well. They provided yeah the stairs for the girls to stand on. And That's stuff. it. Yeah, uh, the briefcases were yours. The, I I found the exact dealer that made the same briefcases to get the look. I contacted them. I'll, a lot of that came out of pocket uh, to Whoa. get that for exact. real. Yeah, uh, and then the only thing that I mean I, again I don't think it's a secret that you you even brought it up that they 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 do for other acts especially music acts like add background dancers and all this other stuff yeah. because. It is a TV show, and they want it to look good. Yeah, and I so, think it's all fair game. That's all I, fair game. I was like, what am I going to do with these girls? I need girls for the show. And um, I wasn't sure if they were going to provide any, or I actually had on speed dial um, all these acting friends that I'd met on the set of the movie Ted uh, that I was actually in. <laughs> you were in Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make a small little, little – I thought Ted came after no, AGT. No. Ted came before we AGT. We filmed it a year before, and I was just doing Boston casting and was like in the um, – But you had a good extra. part of that. Well, I mean I was just an extra. For a local just, hire. Listen, there's yeah, two local hires yeah, talking to you right here. Yeah, you had a good great. part of that. I was yeah. featured, yeah, just right next to Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and that's that. awesome. But I made a lot of friends. Like it was a party scene, so it was a lot of people around my age and a lot of downtime, as you might know from well, doing extra stuff. I have a feeling you had these girls on speed dial regardless <laughs> and then you finally had an excuse uh, to be i don't like, know if that my whole i mean you saw the, my show my you know what my character's like <laughs> let's first, just say uh i i do for the first time you weren't like let's get pizza Paul on the nerdy side of <laughs> your your lunch your lunch money is taken not not given yeah, there you go <laughs> but you've got you've got the mystery set of tools as far as you know approaching in the bar thing you could totally Get all those girls' numbers just sure. just from just been know, doing magic. Tricks. Keep carrying around the briefcase, <laughs> just for the briefcase. <laughs> Give me your number. I'll tell you what's in this briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, no. Is, is, is this a magic trick? No, 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 no. no. Nope. Just hoping you're curious. Well, I just, I just, just begging. You know, hoping. Some people like to see a human heart. I mean, uh, no, that's a human heart. I mean, I mean, I mean, wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. I mean, uh, I mean lungs. <laughs> I've, I've lungs. Wow. Oh, I, I have wow. lungs. In this oh, I have case. to see the lungs. It's five, five, five. <laughs> I don't. Why, why am I giving Hollywood numbers? 
<laughs> like our listeners are going to start <laughs> dialing the shit out of whatever numbers they might. say. They might. <laughs> they want to see them lungs. <laughs> I want to talk to Matt and Madeline. My pizza shop's being pranked for six weeks. Okay, oh, so, so they got the girls? So they actually did end up um, providing the girls because they have, like, dancers on staff and everything like that. But um, uh, we didn't uh, – they they didn't have enough. They had, like, 12. So we got, like, four girls last minute from wherever they get these girls from. <laughs> Straight. <right? laughs> Just and, uh, last minute girl agency. And you Hello. Go for, for the li- <laughs> I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already inside the theater. For, for the um, for the live shows, you go down a week early and start rehearsing and everything like that. Yeah, um, like real rehearsal or like your old rehearsal where you have to look at the, <laughs> look stage, at the stage and then no, quickly You get away. to actually go through the routine of your times. Which is for this nice. rehearsal, you actually get to do this thing called rehearsing. Yeah. It's a, real, it's a neat thing that happens in the later rounds. But... Uh, <laughs> But we didn't get all the girls until the night before, and um, you know I'm trying to like tell them where to go, and like this is a like a Are multiple you... process routine because right. they could like go with the first row or the second row, and you have to know when to move and all the same thing. So it was a lot of me putting a lot of faith in those girls to not mess up my act as well. Oh yeah. Um, so are you single I, at this time? Uh, currently, yes. No, and, at the time of this I, trick, I, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's something in between that. Right. Two time period. Of course, of course. There's there's a, a, of course. We, we believe that. Of course. Someone wanted to see what was in the briefcase. <laughs> and then she deflated. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, no, so, no, you're so, just picturing my life as like that Second City sketch with the, the oh, yeah, with the blow oh, up so classic piece. So what, what I no, what I mean uh, to say is that like if you're single, you're on national TV, they surround you with models, you got to take a shot at one of them, right? Uh, well, or we're very, so very. Oh, I mean, you're you're you're, you're just so like focused. in the thick of things. You're like you're like Again, well, especially because we've now like reached another phase where why Eric is more successful than I am. <laughs> I would have already hated myself and gotten tanked on the show and then I would have already focused on hitting on a model instead of focusing Jesus, on my actual work. Hilarious. Well, this like, is why I'm sitting here right? in the back of Art Square Theater. But the thing was like it, it was like literally so <laughs> Eric shut up. Give me a moment. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, why? Why did it just start? Suddenly, start raining inside <laughs> the theater above your head. Those are my tears. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> out of tears. Oh, so, yeah. No, bit. it was just. Uh, it was just so stressful because it was the day before, and we get, finally got to do a full run through, and the routine does not work. Oh shit! Tomorrow I have to do this live in front of a studio audience and oh millions of people watching that is at a home. Nightmare. So we get to do f- one final rehearsal the day of, and it works. And we're like, "Yes, thank you." Uh, I was like, "Just one more time." But if it didn't work, I was also like, "Hey, that's gonna make good TV." So you know, right? I was kind of. It's not gonna be a lot of work, but it will help that? NBC out a ton. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, I remember that bit mm-hmm. that goes really well, mm-hmm. and then you get you stay on for how many more rounds? So they do one more round. So that was quarterfinals, and I got through, and that was a really tough week because it was the fourth week of quarterfinals, and that's when a lot of the best acts were kind of like put on that week because it was the furthest that you could wait to do it. So like everyone was like, for me, I was like, I have to make these cases and stuff like that. So I requested to go as late as possible. Um, but yeah, no, it ended up oh, working that's, out. That's another interesting yeah. part of the system. Yeah. 
that if you're going to wait, you're going to deal with the other guys who also need like a lot of cool stuff made and things mm-hmm. like that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And yeah. then that was that season. There was like four guys who had never like been in daylight that could suddenly sing opera. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, that yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Andrew DeLeon was one there of was them. Like, I met him in Austin. A whole bunch of people and... were like, "No one knows I can do." La. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the forty five or five? Five. Oh, we have five more. We're at fifty five minutes. Five minutes till the forty five. Oh, five to the forty five. Look at that. Oh wow! All right. Good. So war. we're like, like not even we're not even close yeah, to getting. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to be subtle, and apparently that didn't work. <laughs> oh yeah, I will destroy that every time. My it friend. was no, I it was destroy. extremely subtle. <laughs> so subtle, it, it at least clarification. Like that. That's what it was. So that you got it, like, and that's about it. <laughs> just, just some hand gestures. Just, huh? I like that you're doing a visual. Bit. I know I'm doing a visual bit on the radio. That's why I'm it's here. Good pod. Uh, <laughs> good potting. Oh man, that's some good potting right there. <laughs> they call me Harry Podcaster. <laughs> oh, God. No, they don't. They didn't. No one. Calls no one that. calls me that. You try. I, I know try. you wear a T-shirt. Like, come on, call me Harry Podcaster. I got on my T-shirt. It even says on the T-shirt, "Call me with quotes, Harry Podcaster." Yeah. It's a really weird T-shirt. Yeah, it's, and I've got the spell ex- expendiamus, where I just exp- <laughs> I, I expand ex- expound on expand expoundiamus, where I just expound on topics. That's my. If anyway. you're a Harry Potter fan, please write in the proper spell that Paul <laughs> wants to conduct right now. <laughs> we lost them both. We lost both the Harry Potter fans. Okay. So, so it's time for the big the big one. It goes well. It yeah. goes well. You you move on. Move on to the semifinals. Um and that was it was weird because that was the Olympics year, so they actually like cut out uh, like a couple other rounds and everything. Oh right. That's so right. they went straight from semifinals to finals. So they went from twenty four to six. Whoa. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. were in the six? No, I just missed the cut. I f- have a feeling I was in the top ten, but they never really specified what that was. But uh, for that last routine, I uh, did the thing for Howard Stern. So I had done something for Sharon Osbourne and Howie Mandel already. So I was like, now I get to do something for Howard Stern. It's only fair, right? And kind of, I kind of designed it so that it was like I'm focusing on each judge in a different round mm-hmm. to kind of have almost an arc to what I was doing yeah. as, a, as a show. Um, so I did this routine where Howard Stern actually colored in the drawing he made from the first round. So I tried to even bring it back to almost create a full show out of my acts, that right. I, separate acts. That I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it went well. I did a piece with the audience at home where I tried to influence them to think of certain shapes and everything like that. And um, apparently that made like the number one clip on Hulu. And a lot of people saw that. But wasn't enough to put me through <laughs> to the finals, so I was happy. You were competing yeah. with like Earth Harp and uh-huh, like other uh-huh. weird and the dogs like that. that won. The and, dogs that won. Uh-huh, that was oh, uh-huh. that was awful. How can you ever? And my buddy Tom dogs. Cotter. Tom Cotter yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. Tom Cotter should have won. Well, he was great. I just love even in that semifinals, he even called out to me during his act, yeah. like a little like prediction thing. Yeah, <laughs> which was did, really really funny. He was great. Mm-hmm. He he did. He's, he also performed separately out here sometimes. As yeah, well. yeah. You should. He has a great bit about losing to those dogs though oh. <laughs> that's what he got out of the show <laughs> it's so, really good mm-hmm. before this show yeah you are doing comedy clubs and you're running your own little private yeah mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. disillusions show little variety show disillusions with working. show business show <laughs> yeah. disillusion. why just, do we keep doing this just show? just trying to work as much as possible taking random gigs what yeah. is it like for you after that 
time. Night and, night and day. It's like the reverse. Now the phone calls are coming in rather wow. than me making them uh, and just traveling all over. Uh, I was doing a little bit of the college market before that, and now that's my primary market. Constantly on the road visiting schools all across America. Um, done some international stuff in Canada and uh, some cruises in Spain. And I was wondering if you've yeah. done the cruise ship thing. I've I did like two, thing. but I treated it like a vacation. Right. Uh, which was, was how long were you on the boats for? A week, and that was about that's as a vacation, long as right? That yep. was a vacation. I've Do done it. I've done two four month stretches. <laughs> the the yeah, like the acapella groups and all the other cast members in the shows that are on for six months. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know how you do yeah. that. Like, it's not it's not easy. No, it just sounds like torture to me. <laughs> it it can be it can be better or worse depending on who you're with. How many times did you go to like the same port cities? Like, Every just, week. Yeah. So yeah. You just like get used to like, oh, we're going to go to this hot spot again. I it's ra- a pole. A pole is a bank. I rarely got off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't take advantage. Rarely. You were like, like, fuck it. It's like rarely. prison. I'm staying in prison. Like seriously. Like, like I, walking the yard's only going to make me more depressed. Very rarely got off the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, apocalypse That's now, great. man. And you were keeping you your money. Don't get off the boat. That's the biggest part of it was I was trying to put away a little bit of money because I was still paying all my home bills yeah while working on the boat i'm like i want to save a little something for all this yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you did a week so mm-hmm. so uh like your do you have like an agent now that helps you book out and stuff yeah like that? i have agents in several different markets i'm newly did, working with a manager and everything like that and it's all kind of new and did those me. phone calls happen as well yeah, I mean, it's just like a lot of it. I'm very Type A, so I like handling a lot of my own stuff. And um, clearly, I thought I thought for sure that there's probably more involvement with with uh, the producers. And you, it seems like you're saying there was not. Uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot less than people might think. And uh, I was just I kind of had this game plan. I mean, of course, I I reached out to friends who are in the business, some mentors of mine. Um, to bounce ideas off for some of the later rounds. But right, those, right, right. Those first couple of rounds were all me and uh, just advancing with duct tape and a business card. I was like, now's the time I can reach into my bank account and uh, pay for these briefcases to look as authentic, you know, as yeah. the actual show, Deal or No Deal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was me. And, so do you and I didn't that have that money either <laughs> to, uh, oh, to man. spend, so I had to figure that all out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a benefactor? Um, no, just friends who helped out. And, okay. And, uh, did, they, did they keep a piece? Anyone got a piece? Oh, I, oh, I paid a back. Struggling. Anybody write out their one percent Diddleman <laughs> stock right now? You got to kickstart those yeah. the but, briefcases. I mean, that's the reality of it. Like I said, I was struggling, but I was like, I'm on. I have this great opportunity. And if you think of it, I thought of it almost as like four nationally televised commercials. And think about the amount of money I saved on right. that what a deal. for what those would actually cost. Have you tried to buy a commercial since? No. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> just to you should it out? see my Super Bowl <laughs> ad, though. That I've been uh, it's a half a the, second. <laughs> That's all I can avoid. If you want to know the answer to this riddle, give me $30 million. <laughs> <laughs> So how how many like nights or what is it weekends? How do you what do you, what is your deal? I don't know. It's a kind of like just random leave and go do a gig. Sometimes it's just out for a night and back. You know, fly out for a gig in Minnesota or randomly fly back the mm. next day wherever in the U.S. Or it could be like several back to back to back. Ideally, it's nice to have several gigs that you could just go from one to another. But you it's know. always back and forth. Yeah, sometimes. It's and back then and forth you, and... you recently moved to New York, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes which makes flying in that much easier. Well, yeah, I mean, 
I, I figure, you know, because I travel so much, it didn't really matter where I lived. I was living in central Massachusetts and driving into Boston. Um, so I actually moved to New York. I live right next to LaGuardia and can just fly out. You up in Harlem? No, I'm in Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's an easy, mm-hmm. easy, easy trek to LaGuardia yeah, from the old nice. Queens. Yeah. It's a cheaper, cheaper ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I lived in uh, Harlem, and I would, it's, LaGuardia is the closest there, yeah, too. Yeah. LaGuardia is like a time machine. Mm-hmm. You walk in, and it's like, oh, I just entered the movie Airplane. <laughs> like, it is the worst. <laughs> that airport. dated. Huh? Well, then Bi- oh. Biden made that comment about uh, yeah. the, the New York airports being like third world countries or something. He said it was like a third world country, yeah. and he's, he's right. And then, like, it's like traffic. Mm-hmm. Like, the planes. Like you get in your plane and your plane leaves the gate and then it's you're, you're stuck in behind traffic. other tra- other planes. Yeah, like it's unbelievable. Like you're does it, do they honk at each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, on, Come on, I'm flying here. It's a merge. You go, then I go, then you go, then I go. You should see the cabbies when they get their airplane airplane medallions. Though. That's where that's where things get really tricky. <laughs> I gotta tell you, if the if the planes flying on LaGuardia had the same names as cab drivers, no one would be flying on no, those planes. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that's terrible truth that is a terrible terrible notice truth. i didn't say anything that was all matt's comment <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. i'm just uh it's, it's a guess it's an educated guess it's on a my good end guess it's an educated guess <laughs> um so in new york you're taking you're, you're taking class at ucb yeah yeah i, I had always been you figured you're making a living why not start over to the new profession with <laughs> yeah yeah that like, pays what, really well yeah <laughs> yeah you, what pick, pays you less, picked the right one what pays less than magic Oh, improv. I'm going to go ahead and take some Done, done. Hooray. No, I I was always interested in improv. And, uh, I mean, I got started because my brother in high school ran the improv troupe. Oh, okay. And uh, I was just fascinated by it. And I eventually took over the high school improv troupe, the college improv troupe that I was in. Um, What was the name of your college improv group? uh, We were called Wingman for Willis, which was fun. That is a great college name. Very cool name. What was your name of your college improv group? Improv Nito. Improvenito. Instead of incognito. I know, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> we were Wait, p- explain it one more time. Improvenito. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> but, and, but, but then, you know, on top of the incognito. Yeah. Because we had the, the, uh, the gag glasses, the Groucho glasses in the logo. But on Smart. top of that, the end of the word was neato. Like, this is going to be neato. <laughs> <laughs> Just buckets of people <laughs> pouring in to see. That hey, I'd like to go see this. some improv. How about we go see improv Nito? What? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? <laughs> it's Nito? It's what it says in their oh, name, man. man. I mean, it says it's pretty fucking Nito. Truth in advertising. <laughs> That's awesome. Your possible side effects was my college improv group. Oh, cool. And that won barely at a straw poll in a diner <laughs> over spilt milk. Literal straw poll? No. Like pulling straws for which name written on the straw? Or like pulling teeth for laughs when we first started. Well, you don't come out the gate with something strong like Improv Nito. You're already like, what do you expect? Possible side effects. Is this a comedy show or a doctor's testing facility? Wingman for Willis still works, I think. Uh, yeah, it was like a it fun would work tr- now for a band, that, I think. That was the, name. the ultimate name of the group. We were very unoriginal when we first started and we're just Ithaca Improv. Ithaca <laughs> did you, did you use, That's good because you used the I for both. Right. Did you yeah. ever use Todd Bridges in any of your advertising? <laughs> no? No. See, that would be my go-to move. Because there's an actual guy named Willis. Yeah, yeah. Group, we right? have a friend. Uh, based on one that of my guy. good friends. Oh, it wasn't Willis, Willis from it came from strokes. a story. A friend was just saying, "It's like, oh, this one time I was being a wingman for Willis, and we're like, perfect name. There it is. Got it. We never knew the end of the story. Yeah. We, all just, <laughs> we just stopped. We all, we all just ran, ran out. It just ran right to a Kinko's. 
and he's still waiting there. Smoke smoke trails and and silhouettes in walls, holes, boom. That's it. Um, Yeah. So I uh, and then I was doing the Improv Boston system, going through their classes back home. Just did a show over there, Improv Boston. Good folks over there. Yeah, yeah, they're great. And uh, I was running my own troupe out in the Natick area. We were called Penguin Apocalypse. And I left them, and they're still that is there's another great group, group, that is, yeah. They're still going strong. My brother is involved in that group, and a lot of friends. And is it pengapox.com? That's what I would oh, do. I, I would totally pengapox that. Pengapox. Someone's got to squat that domain now that you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> hands off, everybody. Um, Keep talking. I'm going to go on register.com. And then, yeah, and then one of the reasons I moved to New York was just to do the UCB stuff. Yeah. And that was the strong motivator. So do you, you work by touring, and then you come back to New York? Yeah. And sometimes with classes, it's like scheduling gigs around the class. There was a time oh, when yeah, I had to like go. <laughs> I had to like fly, find some obscure so like, late I'm... night flight to get back to class in the next morning. And yeah, it's crazy. You can't move on to the next levels if you have more than two absences. Right, right, right. right. That, that policy was put in after I went there. Right. So I'm trying to figure out like – uh, when I'm registering for classes, like, oh, am I gonna make the cut? Like, how many of these? Can classes? you like explain to the artistic director, like, or the education director, like, no, I have like I a real. Know. I'm not lazy. I'm not entitled. Like, I'm, I'm a going real, to perform. Uh, yeah, right. I'm a professional. Yeah. Right. And I promise you, I know how to do a herald. I promise you. <laughs> I promise. I'm picking up on it. So, mm-hmm. um, are you? What? So, what do you want to do? How do you want to incorporate improv into your 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 world? Well, it's already a big part of my mind reading show because right. it's so important, and I try and tell this one. I'm at these mind reader conventions and stuff like that, which is not just us sitting in a room silently, like <laughs> trying to figure out what each other thinks. But you, I would think I, I would, would think very few people would show up because they'd be like, "I know what they're gonna say." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this. You walk in the door and just someone shouts, "I knew it!" <laughs> Every time I knew it was you. I knew it. <laughs> Of course, this asshole. Wait, you guys want to get out of here and go grab a... a burger? A, a, no, no, it was, it was more of a, a higher, lower... Some sushi? <laughs> Read my body language. Read my body language. <laughs> well, the way you're flinging your hands around, I'm guessing chicken fingers. Yeah, so I'm thinking chicken okay, fingers. Okay, great. <laughs> you guys just reenacted my life. <laughs> That's exactly how that goes down. It always ends in chicken fingers. <laughs> Another great improv group name. It always ends in chicken fingers. It always ends in chickenfingers.com. <laughs> I tried to go to your website, but I broke all of my fingers trying to get to it. It was so fucking long. It, it is a little wordy. It always ends. ends. Oh, <laughs> did I say that ends is with a Z for uh, no reason? We're just we're just using the initials. I I A E I C F. Sometimes why? <laughs> Stop oh, uh, marketing, guys. Yeah. Just stop marketing your shows. <laughs> Hire someone. No, but it's uh, it's a big part of my show because you never really know what people are going to be thinking and what you're going to get. So, well, I some try... people never really know. You uh, know, you know. Well, you're a mentalist. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I always said I, I said to Paul before before the show. I was like, uh, Eric is, uh, you know. Uh, he has ethics. He's not going on stage claiming to be yeah, I'm not super psychic. Med- it's right. not anything profiles. like that. It's it's just for fun and entertainment. And actually, a lot of the inspiration I get from my show come from board games and like game shows and stuff like that. Because I think I secretly that explains be a why game audience members host. have to go up a ladder than down a chute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a wacky mind reading routine I do. <laughs> Then we just cover them in slime. It's awesome. 
There's this whole don't wake daddy segment. Now, the thing, the only thing that's a little antiquated about the show America's Got Talent and talking to you about like what you're doing with your career is, is that the idea that the show needs to end in a Vegas act. Yeah, I think that's more assumed. What I think they really mean is that like America's Got Talent show that they had going on. No, and, and but, I think you know Terry Fader is here, right. and, he, and he's established, and, and I think he's the only. I one I think that that's can, what everyone assumes. Everyone assumes is going to be the, the be deal. Yeah, and the truth that. is, is that like the the town just can't handle a new, totally huge headliner every year, mm-hmm. and that there are plenty of other places. Mm-hmm. Besides Las Vegas, <clears throat> that need amazing live entertainment right. yeah. that don't typically get it. Yeah, and so like, well, that wasn't even the goal for me. You know, like I said, I just wanted the TV credit. It wasn't necessarily winning the whole competition. I just wanted that exposure. And it was funny because I kind of have to play along with the game of the show yeah. as I'm doing that. So they're like, "Oh, do you want a show in Vegas?" And I'm just like, "If you watch back, it sounds so ins- insincere <laughs> from my perspective." But it's like, "Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Vegas is a dream I've always wanted." I've always had it. You know? <laughs> But no, I mean it would be cool. It but seems like, like yesterday, I dreamed of being <laughs> in Las Vegas. But I love rocks. I love traveling, and I don't. You know, I'm not tied down, and like now I can do and see the country, and yeah. no, you know, do this that's part now. And, ideal, and you know maybe Vegas eventually. But right you seem now, like a younger guy. How old are you? I'm 28. Currently. You're 28. Yeah, touring the country with an act in your 20s. That's that fantastic, sounds like a fucking dude. lot that's of fun. That's a dream. That sounds like a really good. That's time. really great. I kind of did that, but like with improv festivals and like mm-hmm. losing money, and that was fun. Sure. Right. So making money and actually having it be on purpose—that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very <laughs> lucky to be doing what I do, and I try and make that known in every show, especially at the colleges. I'm like, you guys are the reason why I get to do what I love to do for a living. Are colleges your favorite places to play? Um, just because my show is originally designed for that market, I think, um, and I can be a little bit, you know, more myself with my type of humor. Dirty. Thing. You can be dirty. Uh, so much dirty because I'm never super. Dirty, What's the dirtiest but, word you say in your show? Uh, I sometimes say "fuck." Yeah. Oh, I will never go see your show. <laughs> but but <laughs> I save it like a like a pistol, <laughs> like like just to right. get me out it's of the situation, right, like, yeah. like like just that one it's, shot in yep. the chamber because it's so unexpected for me to say it right. in my show. So I just yeah yeah just use it sparingly. Keep the power out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Do you still do comedy clubs? Um, every once in a while, not so much anymore. You try like um, a new bit or something. Uh, yeah, just definitely to try a new bit. But Are I also you... like to do like uh like just meeting other improv. I love jumping up for improv shows, and that's one of the reasons. Well, you, I you sat on our show you. last night. We did so a much show. fun. We yeah. did a show over at the Improv Kingdom over at the Baobab stage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Monday uh, night showcase. Eric, Eric just came. He didn't know any of us, right? Just, yeah. which just is connected perfect. Over which is what media. we always love to yeah. see when we get uh, guests to come in and and just roll with it. It's yeah. so much fun. That, it was a that's a lot of fun. Lot that's of fun. The, the true improv spirit. It was a fun show. It was, it was a really fun show. I had a great time. So I hope you do more of it. So uh, what? Uh, what is like? I, then if Vegas wasn't your dream, mm-hmm. are you just living it now, or is there what would be ideal? Would you like to sit down somewhere? Would it, you like to be a headliner? Uh, maybe eventually, but right now this is kind of what I want to be doing. You just so, dig it. You just, mean, you're just doing it. it. Living the dream. And you did Again, not rolling with the punches. You did not take it. Howard Stern's advice of just going with just diddle. Well, uh, here's my comment to that because people ask me that all the time. Is I was always known as just my last name and like Diddleman and everything like that. And um, so I mean, like my brother was actually known as that before me. So I feel weird like just taking the name. Uh, so I. Uh, Casually, I'm still Eric to people and everything like that, but I don't mind if people call me Diddleman. Have you thought about going E Diddy? I've done, I've used that, <laughs> yes. What about Hey Diddle? Are we going to bring up every child? Hey Diddle Diddle? Hey Diddle Diddle. 
but but uh, if there if anyone's like a historian of like famous mentalism acts, there's like Anamin and uh, Dunninger and Corinda and uh, all these thir- even like mad magicians Thurston right. that went by their last names, but they were still Joseph Dunninger and Ted Anamin. They all had their first names still. You know, who was your who's your fave? Who's who's some of your influences? Shout out some of your your heroes. Um, well, the reason I got into mentalism per- uh, specifically was actually uh, because of Banachek. Who um, you know is a you know great friend of you know the Penn and Teller and amazing mentalist and just his skeptics uh, his influence in the skeptic community with the he Randy helps, and he helps run the Million Dollar Challenge mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and for just those, for those who don't know with, with JREF which is a great skeptic organization they run a Million Dollar Challenge which is like in a controlled environment if you can uh, display a supernatural ability uh, mm-hmm. they will give you a million, million dollars right. And no has anyone done it? Yeah. No one exactly. today. They've tried it. I mean, they don't even get a, a candidate every year. They no. want to, but mm-hmm. the, the people don't even uh, get right. past the candidacy vetting. Right. So I think they've done I it, what, have like to five bring times? my own chair. <laughs> no, no. As long as I could come. No, no. Just my uh, chair? No. So and it, and well, just I have his. To bring my own chair. <laughs> <laughs> it really won't work without my chair. Well, that's, what we, that's what we think. Right. We, we agree. Oh. <laughs> No, no million dollars for you. I see how you keep your million dollars now. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> That's actual audio from j Rep. <laughs> Did they ever debunk the everlasting gobstopper? <laughs> <laughs> see? That could have actually they're not. It. They're not everlasting. Have you, have you, have you ever, uh, so do you want to perform a TAM or get into that whole skeptic um, world? I'd love like to visit. Guys? I've always tried to go for the past couple of years. That, um, why, don't you your just, why don't you do your Why don't you do your hunk of TAM? Um, just been busy. I've always had oh, conflicts. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, People have been paying me. Right. Back off. The um, but yeah no but Banachek like his whole history with the Alpha Project is amazing as well and I don't know if you're too familiar not at all no. where he he and another um, magician m- mentalist uh, were being uh, uh, almost tested like uh, like under test conditions by these I believe it was Columbia University looking for ESP and um, they were managed to fool the scientists for four years. Oh, how funny. And uh, it was actually Randy who had originally contacted the scientists and saying, like, a lot of people were trying to pull a fast one on you. Um, you need a magician to help you with these procedures. And they were just so proud. They're like, no, we're not going to do this. So, like, Randy and Banachek were, you know, talking, corresponding throughout this whole process. And Banachek was telling Randy specifically how he was doing things. Randy was telling the scientists how Banachek was doing things, and they refused to acknowledge it. And after four oh, years, great. they came out and told him it was all trickery. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So What's ba- that called? Uh, the Alpha Project. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating. you got to definitely great. check that out. And so I mentioned Banachek, and I can't uh, go on without mentioning also a Bob Cassidy, who's a huge mentor and influence for me as well. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What? You, anything? No. Worst thing that happened to you on stage? <sighs> oh, I'm trying to think now. Put me on the spot. I did. I even pointed <laughs> at you. You did. Yeah. Total spot. <laughs> uh, What's the best thing that happened to you on stage? The show goes well. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you a fun story. I did this um, show at the House of Blues. It was like a variety show, like the delusion thing I was doing. But I wasn't in charge of it. And it was a couple other magicians on the bill. And I was kind of closing out the show. And there was a band. So you'd think a normal show promoter would close with the band. Right. (laughs) 
they started with the band. So an hour after the band is done, <laughs> that's know. when the show begins. Now, I had a good friend on the show. Uh, he was the only other one other than me that stuck to their time. So by hour four is when I finally hit the stage. Ooh. And I start my show with, I'm Eric Tittleman. I'm a mind reader. I know what you're thinking. When the hell is the show going to end? <laughs> did it kill? Yeah. And I just did a quick little bit and was like, good night. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. great. That's that great. Is, that's a good story. Yeah. yeah. Like I've, I've been in situations where improv is supposed to interrupt the music. Like, let's, oh. let's take a break from all this excitement and fun mm. and make you pay attention to people pretending. Improv does not compliment. <laughs> uh, it has to be a certain... Uh, you got to be and, there to go and see improv. Right. You've you got to be <laughs> to go see improv. You can't just unleash improv on an unsuspected uh, unsuspecting nope. crowd. So hard. No. Oh, that's my, my phone call. My phone. Your phone? No, it's not going off. Oh, okay. We are we are pretty close. To, uh, we're we're mm-hmm. a little bit in overtime, but we're having so much fun talking. That's to all Eric. right. Yeah. Do we have a jock there's versus no, nerd? There's no rules. There's yeah, no we got rules. jock versus nerd. All right, we'll just finish up. We'll do it quickly. All right, we'll hit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, the jock's getting favored. Oh, but the nerd comes in the back. I love it. See, now there we go. The balance. The yin and the yang. I already know which side I'm probably on. So this is great. I would, As I push up my glasses. I would, <laughs> I would love to see David Duchovny host Sports Center. Okay. That would be awesome. All right. You want to okay. go first? Yes, I'll go first this time because yeah. Eric has uh, shown up again. I'm going to continue my process of uh, doing visual gags on the air. <laughs> Eric has shown up wearing a hoodie with a very unique emblem on it, a very unique symbol. It looks right? like uh, – Go ahead, Matt. Describe what you see. It looks yeah. like the bottom half of a sun with eagle talons on the bottom. And then inside the sun looks like uh, a triangle, a right side up triangle, and then inside is an upside down triangle within that triangle. And okay. I would say that it is a Freemason symbol for uh, uh, um, establishing a moon colony. You would You'd, be incredibly close. You know that you just confirmed all like the conspiracy theorists <laughs> against me that like, think I'm the real deal and stuff like that. I knew it. That guy gets his fucking power from the moon. I would ask you to focus not on the empty void of Triangle, but on the what is going on there around it. Oh, okay. So it's... Uh, Right side up triangles, three triangles. Right. Oh, uh, it's a uh, it's a gay threesome society. <laughs> uh, that's pro genetic. Bingo. Uh, <laughs> Again, I know we just met Matt, but <laughs> and there's three of us here, and we're sitting on the couch. Let's just let's make this happen. Let's just make it happen. Any other guesses? If again, let's go nerd. You know what? I'll oh, go. Okay. I'll give you this. Okay, it's from a video game <laughs> okay. and a very, very well renowned <laughs> video game. This is the. Uh, this get, is a series. This is a series of. This is a series of video game that has has gone for over thirty years now. Okay. I can't think of a video game. <laughs> that that's did not help at all. There oh. you go. Did that help? Nope. It's good. <laughs> Did that help? <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Uh, you really don't. That, that's from, the only two that I have. Oh, those, from, those are good. It's from uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and the the main gang. No, it is from The Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah, I do the know Triforce. that game. The Triforce. Is this oh, emblem there, the okay. three triangles, the Triforce. Do you know what the three elements of the Triforce are? 
Oh, yeah, that's easy. Fire, <laughs> wind, and uh, gumption. And gumption. You're not far off with gumption. It's the father, son, and holy ghost. That's right? it, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's basically... It's like Huey, Catholic says Huey, the Jew. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, um, soil? You're not even trying. I'm not. That's true. Power, wisdom, courage. Power, wisdom, and courage. I like that. I like that. So do thousands and thousands of Zelda fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you have courage with no power. You're fucked. Right. And you're just going to barge in and be like, stop. Or, I don't know. Wisdom with no courage. You're sitting in a boot room all by yourself. <laughs> Boy, I'm wise enough not to leave. <laughs> you need it. You right. need it. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah. So do you wear that to inspire yourself to uh, to do to do good shows? I, I like the uh, puzzle part of Zelda. <laughs> That's why I wear it. Oh, it's nice. Not... Nothing. Uh, did you play that. the newest one on the 3DS? Do you have the uh, 3DS no. system? Okay, that's okay. You will like it. It is a I was very much about a re- getting a Wii U just for Zelda. Right. Well, right. you don't need a Wii U for just for Zelda yet. Right. But, but eventually, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably a good idea. Uh, the uh, but the, the 3DS one is quite good. Oh, good. Return to form. Right. If Jock you like Town. the Super NES one, yeah. Go ahead. Do you know what tanking is? Uh, failing terribly. Right. And then, in what context of sports is tanking a problem? Mm, mm, baseball? No. Football? Nope. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, Is it sports specific? Would this be yes. really beach volleyball because they wear tanks, <laughs> tank tops? <laughs> <laughs> Not beach volleyball? Nope. Okay. It's uh, in basketball. Tanking is a huge problem. Uh, is, is this something they, they this, in baseball? It's not as much of a problem because the draft is not nearly as important as it is mm. in basketball. Oh, yeah, basketball, yeah, okay, the draft yeah, is super yeah. important. In football, there's not enough uh, games really to tank in a very uh, 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 way that you could see your path working out for you. Oh, basketball, you play a two games. So if you suddenly realize you, maybe we're not that good, and there's a guy that's about to come in the league that we really want, you, the owner can really literally just gut gut a basketball team so they lose. So they have a good pick. Oh, so it's year. a problem because people are basically taking dives. Yes. So tanking is diving. It's a huge problem. I thought tanking was what the NASCAR cars do when they refuel. <laughs> oh, uh, that drafting? They, no. No, they, they're, they they're, they're, tank getting, they're, they're, oh, they're getting tanked they up. up their tank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that so it? And so do the people. That works for me. So do the people watching <laughs> <agree>. NASCAR. <laughs> They yeah, they're all getting, getting tanked, tanked right. as well. And that's a big problem because they keep seeing <laughs> now uh, the drivers Taylor are, and Hart Jr. That, that's the problem. But <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> well, he just, if he, it depends. How good is his left-hand turn? Has <laughs> he still got that? What, he's, what oh, I want from you is a solution. How could you stop tanking? How could you stop tanking? That's a great idea. Okay. So clearly this question, there are solutions in there's one right now called the lottery where even if you're the last place team, you don't necessarily get the first pick. You get chances at the first pick. You don't get it. Mm-hmm. But that has created a reverse effect where now eight teams will try to tank instead of like one or two. Can I put out there what I'd love to see happen? Yes. All right. What That's I'd love, why I asked you. What I'd love to see happen is that before every game, there's a dice roll. and <laughs> I'm listening. And, <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's evens and odds. Or some other kind of random chance. But basically, both teams get divided between each other. So that the teams are playing a mix of each other's teams. 
Okay. So, and, so the, and then they determine the, the winner by, by rolling 20 decided dice. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So, so, so there's no way they can tank yeah. because it's a mixed team. They don't even wow. know what team they're playing for when they show up. Right. <laughs> I knew I wanted to ask you and not a sports person the solution isn't, to tanking. Isn't there a thing in statistics, though, like when you have this kind of situation where you eliminate like the best and the worst? I think it would be interested if, if like the team that lost, you know, had the worst record, yeah. like they lose a player or something yeah. like that. So then it's, uh, you know, motivation for them not to be the worst, but... Yeah, that is. I like that. You know, yeah. um, England soccer is actually what they actually is probably the best solution for it, which is that the worst teams actually get sent down a notch in the league, and the best people from that lower league of the year before get back into the the I think mm. it's called the Premier League. So like like you literally if you're the bottom, you don't even get to play. <laughs> you <laughs> don't even get to even play stronger the than we, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, I like I like that idea. I like I like the idea of just losing players. <laughs> you've been terrible for six years you're gonna play with three players oh do they make them go shirt skins <laughs> no in fact i don't think anyone's allowed to do shirts and skins anymore no no that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a, totally because there's yeah uh, you don't sit indian style anymore and you don't play shirts and skins where are they gonna put the ads if there's no shirts? Right, well it's all tattoos <laughs> now yeah, yeah, right gotta get that bodies. jimmy john tattoo right bodies <laughs> <laughs> I'm committing to this. All right. I want to thank Jacob for doing tech on this. I want to thank our big pals, uh, uh, Penn Gillette, for uh, being a little spinoff of, of his his podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Eric Dittleman for coming in and yeah, talking to us. For what a, what me. a great this afternoon. Fun. So fun. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, sitting across from me, my partner in crime, Paul Mattingly. And across from me, my Kreitner and Palm, Matt Donnelly. <laughs> is that the symbol is called? Kreitner and the Palm? The Kreitner and Palm. All right. Thanks for the ice cream social, everybody. It's the Triforce. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha